I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Across the UK, online and on DAB Digital Radio, Women's Football Weekly with Fake Others on TalkSport 2. All the action, excitement and drama from across the entire women's game, including the Women's Super League. Clean off the line by Steph Horton. The UEFA Women's Champions League and the Euro 2021 qualifiers. Lana Clellan striking from outside the penalty area. World-beating, big-match conversation on the station that's raising the game for women's football. And she scores! Women's Football Weekly with Faker Others on TalkSport 2. Hello, we're back. Welcome to Women's Football Weekly. The FA Women's Super League is also back and this season is set to be the best yet with some of the biggest names in the women's game ready to entertain once more. Jakes, might have heard Casey Stoney there saying get LJ on the ball. She's on it now and she might hit this, you know she did! And she scored! Lauren James, and that's what happens when you get her on the ball. Okay, back on corner kick duty. In it comes, and Miedemar into the roof of the net. Well, that is a sumptuous finish from Viviana Miedemar. It's he! And she brought Manchester United back into it. One chance, one goal. Quality, Tobin Heath. Kelly. It's a great ball over! What a header that was from Hamp! Plenty more of that to come this season, I'm sure. We're going to be previewing the season ahead, looking back at the opening weekend of championship action and hearing from some of this summer's Olympians as well as the WSL's biggest stars. This is Women's Football Weekly, National Radio's only dedicated women's football show. Women's Football Weekly with Faker Others. Hi, I'm Leah Williamson from Arsenal Women and you can follow the WSL on TalkSport 2. Oh, hello there, team. How are you all? This is our first show of the new season. So great to have you back with us. Uh, Jilly Flaherty, West Ham captain and former Arsenal and Chelsea defender, is with us. Jilly, how's your summer been? Hey, Faye. Um, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been great. I mean, pre-season is never um, easy, but we're up to the, the first game, so pre-season is neat done and dusted, so I'm happy. Good. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you back on the pitch again. I mean, the turnaround when we think of, of, of the summer that we've had, the, the Olympics as well, of course, with uh, Team GB. So much excitement going on. But it's been, you know, we talk about the old football cliche of um, managerial merry-go-rounds. And certainly we've had that in the WSL, haven't we, over the summer? Yeah, there's been, there's been quite a few changes, um, manager-wise, player-wise as well, like, 
I always get really excited um, coming in the season. I'm not when I'm out of contract, but um, when I've uh, still got a year left, like, it's exciting to see the changes. But for me, I think this our league is the most wanted league to play in, um, and you can tell that by the transfers that have been made and the managers that have come in. Yeah, we need to go through those managers, don't we? Because, of course. Women's Football Weekly took a little bit of summer break. We all needed it, didn't we? Um, and there was so much going on. Uh, Jonas Eidval was revealed as Arsenal's new head coach, replacing Joe Montemuro, who looked, who left at the end of the season and joined Juventus. Uh, Eidval's won the Swedish title three times as head coach of Rosengard, so decent uh, pedigree there. Casey Stoney, of course, left Manchester United under a cloud. Uh, questions asked about the club's commitment to its women's team. We'll see whether those surface again throughout the season. Um, were you surprised by that one? Yeah, I was really shocked, to be honest, um, with Casey again. I think, for me personally, like, for her to not be in the league, I think it's going to be a huge miss. Um, I think she was, she was a fantastic player, but I think she's, from what I've heard from players who have played with her, um, a fantastic manager too. So, I think that's a huge loss uh, for Man United, but also for our league. But, you know, I think Mark Skinner coming in, that's a huge signing for them. And he did really well at Birmingham before he left. Um, obviously, he's been out um, in America for a couple of years. But so it's great to welcome him home. But, yeah, he'll have a, a big challenge on his hands there as well. Yeah, he certainly will do. Look forward to speaking to Mark at some point across the season. Uh, of course, your former manager, uh, Matt Beard, returns to Liverpool as well, where he won back-to-back WSL titles in 2013 and 2014. The opening uh, weekend didn't quite go according to plan for him, but what do you think he can do at Liverpool? Yeah, I think he's a huge signing for him. Um, and I, I spoke to, to him after the first game. Um, obviously he's, he's disappointed I watched the game as well I think they was really unlucky not to come away with something um, but for him as well he's always coached in like the WSL the highest level so it's going to be a, um, a wake up call for him too in that league and you know it's, it's like a dog eat dog world in that league too it's going to be difficult to come out of there's several teams that have turned pro as well they've invested heavily they've made great signings you've got players dropping down from the WSL to go and play in that league so it's going to be difficult but I think he's the right man for the job and um yeah, I think he's gonna have exciting times there. Yeah, I'm sure we'll speak to uh, to Matt across the season as well. Tanya Rocks to be someone else who's a big friend of the show as well, stepped down from her role as Bristol City manager and Lauren Smith, who's been at the club since twenty twelve, uh, stepped up into that head coach role as well. And then Carla Ward left Birmingham City and was replaced by Scott Booth, who of course formerly of Glasgow City, where he won six titles in a row and had an eighty four percent win rate and Carla left to manage Aston Villa and I'm delighted Jilly to say that she joins us here on Women's Football Weekly now. How are you doing Carla? I'm well, how are we both? Yeah, really good thank you, really good. How excited are you about the start of this season? Massively so, I think um, it's uh, it's certainly a WSL season I believe it's going to be like no other. I think Jilly alluded to it just now. It's it's not just managers that have shifted around. There's been, you know, signings galore, a lot of lot of movement in terms of players. So, I think it's going to be a fascinating season. I think ultimately as well, the Sky Sky and BBC deal that, that gives the visibility it's going to um, will be huge. Yeah, it's going to be absolutely massive. Eyes on the WSL, which has kind of been building over the last couple of years anyway. I mean, we've had Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2 for the last two years. We're going to be doing um, live commentaries across the network this season as well, which is really exciting for us. And it just brings a whole new audience, doesn't it? 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think that actually what this now does is put women's football, well, English women's football, WSL, on a global map, on a map that potentially a lot won't be used to. Um, I also don't believe that people realise the impact that that might have come three or four years' time. So um, I think this is huge. You know, when it first came out, we first heard about it, I was unbelievably excited. And, you know, you look at now the quality of the teams, everyone's recruited well, The te- you know, clubs are backing uh, their women's teams, which is huge again. So it's, it's going to be an exciting season. It's going to be a fascinating season. And uh, certainly this weekend... Um, some interesting ties, which which ultimately will will let everyone get going. Um, Carla, just a quick question from me. Um, obviously, I've made the move from Arsenal to Chelsea, um, which I found yeah. uh, very tough. Obviously, <laughs> mixing uh, stepping over London to London. How have you found it moving? Obviously, from Birmingham over to Aston Villa. It's. Uh... It was an interesting one, not going to lie. I think ultimately, initially, when, when the call was made, I was uh, my initial thought was I can't possibly do this. Um, but then realistically, once I'd actually sat down, spoke to the football club, thought a little bit selfishly around my family, my career, what was right for me, um, and zoned in on that, I realised that actually... I needed to make the jump. Um, don't get me wrong, got a bit of stick. <laughs> got, um, you know what it's like, Julie, you get you get hammered a little bit, which is, look, it's fine. It's part and part of the game. It shows people shows people care. Um, but overall, it's not been as, uh, it's not been too bad. Um, I say that loosely before we play the derby, but um, yeah, it's one that um, took me a little bit of a while mentally to, to settle, but now I'm, I'm, I can't lie, I'm loving it. Carla, if Rafa Benitez can do it from Liverpool to Everton, you can certainly do it <laughs> down in Birmingham, that's for sure. You have got Leicester as your opening game. Um, yep. Recruitment has been fantastic. I'm looking at the likes of Alicia Lehman, obviously Hannah Hampton uh, you've brought from um, Birmingham as well as Risha Littlejohn. How's everyone settling in? Yeah, good. They've been fantastic. I think when I went in there, I realised that quite quickly they needed some WSL experience. Um, so that was sort of at the forefront, trying to get some experienced players in that have played in the division that understand what it takes to play in the WSL because, you know, it's a tough league. Um, the girls have been fantastic. Um, we're still hoping to do, uh, fingers crossed, the GM's working hard now, but hopefully, you know, everyone knows we need a number nine. Hopefully we'll get that over the line by tomorrow in time. Um, so I'd like to think come close to play tomorrow, we'll we'll have a squad that we're happy with that'll get us uh, certainly through till January. Are you able to tell us who you're hoping to get? <laughs> no, 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 oh, no, come no, on, Carla. Not. no, no. So you have to wait and see. You have to. Uh, no, you have to wait and see. Hopefully, all being well, um, we we can get things done, and, and hopefully, they'll be in and announced tomorrow. And um, I've also got a quick question for you, Carla, as well. Obviously, I know Alicia Lehman quite well um, yeah. from playing with her at West Ham. Has she uh, made you do any TikTok? videos yet <laughs> oh my word she hasn't but she cra- honestly she's she's an she's she cracks me up honestly she uh i she hasn't made me do tiktoks but she um yeah she's been beaten at table tennis i will say that so uh hurt her a little bit although she did beat me second time around so i'll probably have to chuck that in there because if she's listening then she'll probably have me in in the morning trying to uh, trying to play again but no, she's, uh, she hasn't got me doing TikToks, but she's got every single person. We call them mini, mini laymans. There's mini laymans everywhere. 
We're all quite happy to do TikToks, but I think I'm a bit old for that, Jim. <laughs> Never. I wouldn't even know how to start one, if I'm honest. <laughs> oh, God. I'm, I'm not really. I'm, yeah. God, you haven't seen my dance moves. Oh, right. Well, that sounds like a challenge. At some point this season, we are going to be seeing Carla Ward's dance moves, that's for sure. It's that way. If you're talking table tennis, it sounds like the facilities are pretty good at at, at Villa. Uh, How have they been treating you? Yeah, brilliant. You know, there's... um... The, the facilities were something that blew me away. You know, they, they really do look after the women. I think the CEO made it quite clear that, you know, he was fully invested into the women. So um, from top to bottom in terms of facilities, there are absolutely no excuses. You know, the girls the girls get everything they need to, to be elite athletes, and that's that's number one, and it's important. So, um, yeah, there's there's no excuses on that this season, that's for sure. Excellent. We've we've seen Leicester announce that they're going to be having a certain number of games at the King Power Stadium. Um, Villa Park on the 3rd of October, you will be uh, playing Arsenal. How key is that going to be this season in terms of exposure? Um, yeah, good. I mean, controversial maybe, but I, I prefer not to play at the big stadiums unless you're going to get a big crowd because actually what you do get at the likes of Walsall and last season at Solio, albeit we didn't have fans in, but I know I've been at Solio as a fan myself. And the likes of even that down at Dagenham where, where you girls play, Julian, it's a, you get a couple of thousand in there and it can be, it, it can be a rocking atmosphere. You then put two, 2,000, 3,000 in potentially Villa Park and it goes, it's not quite the same. Mm. It's not quite the same. So, um, the club were a little bit surprised when I initially said, well, you know, we don't want to go and play the big teams there. I'll be honest, who wants to play Arsenal on a big pitch at Villa Park? I certainly don't. <laughs> so um, there's, um, yeah, you want to pick and choose those sorts of games. Um, and if you are going to have the big games there, then you, you certainly want a big crowd to, to make it count. Yeah, that's really interesting. I think we'll probably see that over the next few years, the crowds increase uh, for, for sure, particularly, um, you know, when... Aston Villa becomes a more established WSL team. There's more exposure. There's more fans. You know, I, I think you're exactly right with that. There's, um, it's got to be a gradual process, hasn't it? Um, and yeah, absolutely. Listen, Carla, it's been an absolute pleasure. Good luck on Saturday with your opening game against Leicester. Thank you. Um, I'm sure we will talk to you across the, the rest of the season as well, but wish you all the very, very best. Yeah, appreciate it. And all the best, Julie, at the weekend. We'll, uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Yeah, see you then. Thank you very much. <laughs> see All you right. then. You both sounded delighted about that. <laughs> All <laughs> nice right. Early Saturday morning. All right. I'll see you later. Chat to you soon. Thanks a lot, Carla. Take care. Uh, the new Aston Villa manager, uh, Carla Ward, there. You are listening to Women's Football Weekly on Talk Sport 2. I'm Faker Others alongside West Ham's Jilly Flaherty. And coming up, we're going to talk transfers and hear from some of this season's key players. This is Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2, the only show on national radio dedicated to women's football. I'm Faker Others and West Ham captain Jilly Flaherty is with me. Don't forget, if you do miss any of our shows or you want to listen again, our podcast is available on the TalkSport app so you can download it today. Uh, now that we've talked about the uh, managerial merry-go-round, but the transfers have been pretty exciting over the summer as well. And the WSL transfer window closes on Thursday. Some of the headlines uh, so far, Jilly, to go through. Uh, Mana Iwabuchi and Nikita Paris to Arsenal. Uh, Hannah 
Benenson, Rosengard to Everton, Lauren James, big one, Manchester United, uh, back home to Chelsea where she started her career. Hayley Rasso from Everton to Manchester City. Uh, we'll talk in the next section about Lisa Evans' uh, loan deal from Arsenal uh, to join you at West Ham. Of course, Danielle van der Donk, we lose her uh, to Leon. She's gone from Arsenal. And uh, Tony Duggan joins Everton from Atletico Madrid. We're going to hear from Tony Duggan very shortly, but just quickly, Jilly, uh, what have you made about the transfers? There's been some big names switching over. Yeah, I think a, a massive welcome back, especially to obviously Nikita Paris and Tony Duggan as well coming home. Um, obviously, they're both obviously Nikita from Leon, um, Tony from Atletico Madrid have been gone for a few seasons and. It's, it's so exciting, I think, just to see the amount of players that want to come and play in our league. Um, obviously, I'm talking for myself as well, like with West Ham, like the players that we've signed, like it's the, it's the most talked about league in the world. Um, and, you know, credit to the FA and everyone that's built it up, you know, FA journalists, the people that were there, the fans that were there when I remember pl- playing games at the start. Um, for Arsenal, might have had like 50 to 100 people max coming to watch us. So it's those people that have got us where we are today. But like Carla said, this is the most exciting season, I think. And I, I say it every year, but I think it's getting closer and closer every, every season. Yeah, it really feels like it. And the buzz around it is excellent. And we've talked about the exposure, uh, the importance of the visibility within the league. And certainly a player that many people know from her uh, time with the Lionesses, time at Manchester City, it is Tony Duggan, one of the biggest uh, signings that we've seen. And producer Flo caught up with her last week ahead of her new team, Everton's opening match against Manchester City at Goodison Park on Saturday. First things first, how's it feel to be back in the WSL? Oh, so good. So happy to be home. So happy to be back in Everton as well. Um, yeah, it's just a nice feeling. I mean, I spent four years over in Spain trying to learn the language. Um, but yeah, it's just nice to come home, sit around the table, speak English, not have to overthink too much. Um, yeah, I'm back, back playing English football, so it's nice. Yeah, and obviously you're back you know, close to your family again, was that a big driver for, for moving to Everton? Oh, massive. I think if you look how much the world's changed in the past year and how much it's been affected, I was certainly one of them that struggled with it as well. You know, being over in Spain and people not being able to come over and visit was really difficult for me. So I knew straight away I wanted to come home. I wanted to be closer to family. I miss them all so much, especially after games, you know, going home to an empty house is really difficult. So, yeah, I mean... I'm so happy now that I can be back. My granddad, my mum, my boyfriend, they can all come to the games now. So, yeah, really happy. Yeah, they must be so excited you're home. What's it What's it been like for them to finally be able to kind of just hang out with you again? Yeah, they've been really happy. I mean, for the first week or two that I was home, I, I didn't sit down. Honestly, I was just catching up with everyone. I was just so excited to just be home. But then I kept thinking, when do I need to go back? But actually, I forget and I'm here forever now, so... It was a really weird situation. Um, we had a friendly the other day against Villa and my granddad was like, I'm definitely coming. So he drove down two hours to tell how much he's missed being at the football every weekend. So it just makes a big difference to their lives as well. They've been so used to following my career and then I get on the plane and jump off to Spain. So it was a lot more difficult for them. Yeah, he's, he's definitely your biggest fan, isn't he? Can, can we expect him to be there with all his mates at, at Goodison for, for the first day of the season? Oh yeah, definitely. Even though he's a red, he'll still be there. Um, yeah, we can't wait. You know, it's so good that the first games are good to as well. And it was only fate that it would be against Manchester City in the old club as well. So 
I'll definitely be asking for fifty three B tickets for that one. Um, but no, yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah. No, but I think it's important that you know these games are shown on the big stage. You know, it's a, it's a massive day for the club for, for us as players. You know, what we want to put on a performance. We want fans to be coming back. We want the fans to be coming to Watnall Park each week. Hopefully, coronavirus hasn't affected too much. You know, the support that women's footballs have because I think over the years it's just grown and grown and grown. Um, so yeah, so hopefully we can get bums on seats at Goodison and we can get right behind us in our, in our first tough game against Manchester City. Obviously, yeah, you you mentioned the fact it's been it's been really difficult the past couple of years, especially when it comes to travelling over for England camps and things things like that. So are you hoping as well being back in the WSL is going to really help you cement your place back in that England side. Yeah, I hope so. And it's definitely one of my aims and one of my focuses. I know that it starts at Everton first. I need to be performing each week for Everton. But in the back of my mind, I want to be getting picked for England. And we've got a major tournament in the summer and I want to be part of that. I still believe I can be. I still believe I have a lot more to offer. But I also know there's there's a great big pool now of players that are doing really well. There's so many youngsters coming through with unbelievable talent. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be tough, but I'm ready for the challenge. And I definitely think it benefits me that I'm you know, right under the manager's nose being back in England. Tony Duggan there, of course, who's moved uh, to Everton from Atletico Madrid, hoping to win her spot back uh, in the for the Lionesses, um, which will be really interesting under Serena Wiegmann, of course, who's taken over uh, from the interim manager, Hegerisa, and uh, who took over from Phil Neville. And it's going to be really important for her, Jilly, as well, isn't it, to, to be here. We've seen that that, that visibility in terms of England is is vital. Yeah, do you know, I was uh, smiling throughout that whole interview because I've known Tony since we was like 12 um, and I really imagined her coming on and speaking with a Spanish accent, um, <laughs> having a scouse Spanish accent. Um, but yeah, listen, she knows that she wants to get back into the England team. Um, I, I mean, I believe she can definitely uh, get back in there and obviously there's the Euros next year. So it does help, I think, plan on, like she says, plan under their nose. Um, there will be scouts there watching. Um, obviously, first and foremost, she has to perform for Everton. Um, and I mean, the signings they've made, the the amount of signings they've made too, is obviously first and foremost cement your place as a team there, um, which is going to be tough. But yeah, she's back home. She's got her family around. Her. The league's missed her. Um, I'll be playing against her as well. So um, yeah, it'd be great and have fitting as well that the first game um, of the season is obviously them against Man City too. So. Uh, yeah, I'm expecting big things from her this year. Yeah, really looking forward to seeing her play. And I'm sure we'll speak to Willie Kirk at some point across the season to to find out how they're getting on. They had such a lightning start, didn't they, to last uh, season and faded out somewhat. So it'd be interesting to see if they can knock on the door uh, for those Champions League places. Um, by the way, just to let you know, I did say at the top of the show that uh, we were going to be bringing you uh, plenty of live uh, commentaries across the TalkSport network from the WSL this season. And you'll get to hear if Tony starts at the weekend because we have live commentary of Everton against Manchester City on TalkSport this Saturday. That's from one o'clock. Uh, another team that uh, have been pretty interesting in the transfer market have been Arsenal and we'll hear very very shortly uh, from Katie McCabe Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it 
Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're listening to Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2 with me, Faker Rodders, and West Ham captain, Jilly Flaherty. We're going to be talking West Ham very shortly, but Arsenal, as I said to you, have been pretty busy in the transfer market under their new manager. And uh, we'll hear from another player who had a fantastic season last year, winning uh, Arsenal's Player of the Season award, scoring four goals, 11 assists in the WSL season. And producer Flo caught up with Katie McCabe to talk about a massive season ahead for Arsenal. Firstly, a massive season for you last season, player of the season, contributed with goals, assists. Um, how do you step up now? Because that was a pretty unbelievable season for you. Yeah, I mean, individually, it was very nice um, to have those kind of accolades and um, be contributing on the pitch. But for me, it wasn't as successful because we didn't win anything um, together as a team. And that's ultimately why we play football is to, to win trophies together. Um so for me, unsuccessful season. Um, so so that's the target this year um, is obviously to be competing in the Champions League and um, challenging for the WSL. And um, I think there's five trophies up for grabs this season, including last year's FA Cup as well. So it's going to be competitive, um, but one um, that we'll be ready for. And do you think it's it's probably a positive for you guys that you've actually already played some competitive games because you've been playing the Champions League qualifying and no one else has probably maybe been playing at such a such a level yet? Yeah, I think it's obviously, it's been great for us. Um, and as well, you're playing teams that you'd never normally play. So it's it's even harder to prepare for. And I think that challenges it as a team as well to, to how to react and how to adapt it to certain things you're not quite accustomed to when you're playing WSL teams um, in, in pre-season friendly. So it was great, obviously, to to go away to Moscow then and to get the two wins is ultimately what we were there for. And we're happy to be in the next round of the Champions League now as well. So hopefully that um, we can keep that rhythm then into the start of the season. Um, and and what's it like working with the new manager, Jonas Edeval? Um, what's he what's he like? Because I think obviously in England we, we don't really know much about him as his personality, his style yet. We're kind of working that out. So what's he been like to work with? 
Yeah, he's been great. Obviously, it's been a, a short time since he's uh, come in, um, but he's been absolutely fantastic. For me, the one thing I love about him is his passion. Um, on the pitch, whenever we score goals, um, I think it's evident to, to see as well how we celebrate whenever we score, um, even in Moscow that time. So, look, he's got well, like a lot of experience um, and he, he knows football and the game inside out. So, I'll just be relishing every opportunity I get under him um, and hopefully it's the, the start of something really special for this club and yeah, he's, he's just started to be here and we're happy to, to have him. Um, so now I'm just looking forward to the, the start of the, the new journey under him. And some big players have joined you guys this summer. Manu Ibuchi, Nikita Paris, they've already kind of made their mark in those Champions League qualifying games. What's it like to be playing with them? Yeah, it's fantastic. Obviously, we got a, a taste of mana last year uh, playing against her against Aston Villa, and you'd rather her in your team than than playing against her. So, no, delighted to obviously have mana on board. You seen her quality last week with the strike, um, she had, and obviously a player like Keith as well. The experience she had over in Leon, Champions League winner, um, even that Frida and Simo as well coming in, bags of experience. Frida's young, twenty-two year old player. So she's going to be relishing at the opportunity to to obviously end the short at, at Arsenal. So look, it's going to be really, really exciting. Um, they've shown what they're capable of in pre-season. So looking forward to seeing what they can do now um, with obviously us behind them as well um, for the, the new season ahead. Arsenal's Casey McCabe there speaking to producer Flo, uh, West Ham captain Jilly Flatties with me. I mean, it was a disappointing season in the end for, for, for Arsenal last year. Joe Montemurro has always wanted quite a small squad and it doesn't actually look as if um, the new manager, Jonas Eidval, has, has bought in that many players, bearing in mind the amount of big players that have, that have kind of gone out, Jilly. What do, you, what do you expect from Arsenal this season? Yeah, I think, like, Katie McCabe's right, like, for a club like Arsenal, um, for them, they're expected to be winning, um, expected to be winning at least one trophy. Um, and I think it's difficult. I think with Chelsea, you're looking at the, the strength and depth that they've got in their team. Like For me, Chelsea's the team um, to beat in regards to that. But I think you could see last year, obviously well, Arsenal done really well um, two years ago winning the title. Um, but then they sort of dropped off last year. Um, and obviously, in her eyes as well, had an unsuccessful season because they didn't win nothing. Mm. Um, so I think that the pressure is on this year as well to to get back to their best, you know, to get back to one of the teams that are up there competing. They're back in the Champions League after being out for a few years too. So, um, yeah, we, the, the signings they've made are incredible as well. They're, they're brilliant signings and I'm expecting them to really push on this year as well. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what they can do. And actually, you can hear how they do uh, in their opening game this weekend because they face Chelsea um, at the Emirates and it's live on Talk Sport this Saturday. Uh, so tune in for that one as well. Uh, from your former team to your current team, though, Jilly, how have uh, West Ham's preparations been? Because you've actually had a full pre-season under Oli Harder, which must help things. Yeah, it's been obviously it's been good. We was one of the first teams back um, in pre-season, so we was back in uh, the fifth of July, um, and then yeah, we've we've had a um, yeah, it's it's been tough, you know. I'm not gonna lie, pre-season is never easy, um, but obviously he's able to implement his style now. He's obviously recruited players that he feels fits that style too, um, and we, yeah, we've we've had quite a lot of new uh, new players come in. So really, pre-season has been about embedding them into the team. Um, and Ollie's very big on like values and that. Um, not 
making sure it's right people as well, um, not just necessarily good players, but we have the right people and everyone's fitting into the ethos of the club and the DNA and the values that we set. And yeah, we've, we've got a great group. We're sort of just going under the radar a little bit, not really being mentioned and spoke about, but for me, I'd, I prefer that really and just obviously get our heads down and get grafting. Well, we're talking about you, so sorry about that. I hope that doesn't <laughs> jinx you in any way at all. But Lisa Evans on loan um, it is a fantastic acquisition, I, I would say. What's she going to bring to your West Ham team? Oh, I think she's such a huge signing for us. Um, and uh, it was funny because obviously when she comes to the training ground, like you know, like the Chinese whispers start and the, the girl's like, <laughs> there's a plan out, there's a plan out there. And I walked out there and um, he comes over, Ollie, and he's like, oh, can you show Lisa around? And... Obviously, I played against her for a few years. Um, even before when I was at Arsenal, she was at Bayern. Um, so obviously, I'm I'm well aware of um, the the way the Scottish are as well. There, they've got good banter. But she's a great girl. Like she's literally fitted in. Like you would have thought she'd been playing with us for years. Um, she brings so much to the team. She brings energy. She brings um, that the, the enthusiasm to get up and down the pitch. Um, but also just a great girl. Like she's laughing constantly all the time. Um, and I think her standards that she sets, you know, obviously she's come from Arsenal. She knows what it takes to win. And I think she can bring a huge amount of experience um, over to us this season. Any worries that some of your players have kind of gone to to um, teams also in the WSL and they're going to be, you know, a, a opponents of yours, you know, big names for West Ham. When you think of Kenza Darley, for example, um, Martha Thomas going to Manchester United, Alicia Lehman, as we've discussed, going to Aston Villa. Yeah, I mean, listen, they're, they're all great players. Um, but I always say as well, like, I think when a when a player leaves a club, um, the automatic reaction is that the club don't want her. Um, and also you've got to look at it as well. Some players just choose to move on. Like, obviously, a new manager's come in. Um, you know, that, 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 that player might not be that manager's cup of tea and, and that manager might not be that player's cup of tea. Like, that's just the way football goes. And obviously, it's a shame to lose them because they are massive players. And... You know, obviously, then you've got to face them and you've got to, you've got to play up against them. Um, but, yeah, for us, it's obviously they were West Ham players, but they're not no more. And now we have to focus on the players that we have got. And it's a new team. It's a new challenge. It's a new season. And, yeah, that, it's, it's exciting. I'm, I'm ready to get going there. Well, one of those new players is Claudia Walker. And producer Flo caught up with her the other day. And uh, she's filled her in on what she thinks of uh, all her new West Ham teammates. From what you've, I guess, gathered so far from hanging out with them, who's the teammate that you would get to help you out to move house? To move house? Yeah. Oh, that's a tough question. Maybe Mel, Mel Phyllis, because she's actually so strong. Like, I feel like she could carry my sofa by herself. <laughs> and anyone who's good at the like IKEA flat pack? No, that's me. I like that. It's like adult Lego, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. Uh, and anyone anyone who would be your chef? Any good chefs in the squad? Um, Howa. Howa's a very good cook, apparently. I haven't tried it yet, but hopefully very soon. Nice. And um, particular music, any particular tracks that are your go-to music tracks, either in the changing room or perhaps um, when, when you guys are warming up? No, I feel like we've just had a mix at the moment. We haven't really set a playlist uh, like we've had a few people being DJ, but sort of, I just leave it to Julie. I bring the speaker, but let her play play the tunes. Is she is she the DJ as well as kind of captain? She she takes control of the music. 
Um, at the moment, yeah, I don't know if that's the normal, but I sort of just said, Jilly, put your music on, please. <laughs> yeah, you handle it. I don't want to worry about yeah. it. Um, and um, when was the last time you were starstruck? What does it, what starstruck mean? Like, oh. you, you met a famous person, and you were like, wow. Um, oh, maybe when I met Peter Andre. Love it. When did you meet Peter Andre? Um, so I actually went back home. I was in Tamworth. And I'd gone to see my niece at my brother's girlfriend's house. And then, like, down the road, he was doing that. Do you know where he goes and does up houses? Oh, well, it was from some TV show thing. Yeah, yeah. So right. it was, like, a show. So he was, like, right. going into houses and doing it up. So, like, he was down there. So we went and, like, we waited outside and got a picture with him. Love it. Was he a nice guy? <laughs> yeah, he was lovely, actually. <laughs> He's very short, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not surprised at that. Um, and any player that you would uh, want to be stuck in a lift with? Want to be stuck in a lift yeah. with. I feel like it should be want to not be stuck in a lift <laughs> with. But, um, want to be stuck in a lift with. Maybe Z, Zanetta. Um, she always brings snacks everywhere, so I think I'd be all right then. I'd have a snack in the lift. And, and she's just chilled. I feel like we'd talk for a bit and then we'd just chill out. So, yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> West Ham's Claudia Walker there talking uh, to producer Flo. DJ Jilly. <laughs> uh, so Claudia was talking there about when she met Peter Andre. Any particular famous meetings that stand out for you? I thought she was going to say she was starstruck when she met me. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, oh, to be honest, the first time I met John Terry, um, I remember being at a Chelsea Awards and I met him and he was sitting on the table behind me, you know, like you keep looking over at him and smiling. And then I really felt embarrassed to ask for a picture. Um, but I got a picture anyway. But uh, yeah, he was lovely. So yeah, I rate him. Brilliant. Love that. Absolutely fantastic. Um, what's she like, Claudia? She seems like good fun. <laughs> yeah, she is, she is a good girl. She gives, she talks about me being the DJ, right? But I was just in the, I was in the, we just played Brighton in the pre-season and she just come over to me and she was like, Julie, just connect. But, I feel like there's a bit of an omen with being a DJ because I swear everyone we've had who's been a DJ has ended up leaving. Oh, no, um, don't say so that. Like, well, Maz Pacheco was our DJ and obviously now she's gone to Villa. So um, <laughs> I might have to just pass that one on. But, yeah, no, Claudia's a great girl. Um, obviously, we we had a lot of uh, great games against each other last year. Um, I headbutted her, split her eye open. She split my head open, um, which she talks about daily, to be fair. So, um it's good to to have her on my team now as well. But yeah, she's a great girl and I'm really, really, really excited to see what she can show the league this year as well. I think she's probably thinking it's good that she's on your team now rather than opposition player. Uh, I just want to wrap up a few of the teams that we've not necessarily uh, spoken about. Obviously, it was a tough season for Birmingham last year. Um, only just managed to, to, to stay up in the end. What can they do under Scott Booth? Well, I think, obviously, he's, he's made some great signings too. I think um, Marie Hurahan, um, the goalkeeper who's come back, another player who's come home after playing away in Portugal for a few years. Um, I played with her at Chelsea as well. She's been at Blues previously. Um, Louise Quinn as well, the centre-back. Um, he, he's getting players in that know the league, um, and I think that's that's what he needs. He needs to to build a team that, that know the league, that are prepared to fight. Obviously, he had quite a few youngsters there last year as well, and it is a big ask, you know, on, on players. So um, he's done obviously very well in, up in Scotland. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they'll be strengthened too. Uh, Brighton did really well under Hope Powell last season. They, you know, had 
back-to-back wins which they hadn't done in the club's history before and you know they really seem to be building something and and now that you know they're they're sharing the facilities with with the men's team as well could they do something special this season yeah, I think obviously that they've signed Dan Carter as well from Reading, um, and Sola as well from Liverpool, and they've got Ellie Brazil back too from a from a ACL injury. So that's like a brand new player for them. Um, so yeah, I think you know what you're going to get with Pope's teams. They're they're going to be organised. They're going to be really hard to break down, and they're disciplined. Um, but again, attacking wise now, they've brought in a lot of flair. They've brought in a lot of pace um, and being direct too. So. Yeah, I think they've they done really well last year and they achieved a good finish. And I think Hope will want them to capitalise on that this year too. Chelsea was so dominant, but ultimately disappointed with their Champions League uh, showing in the final in the end. But Emma Hayes is going to be more determined than ever, isn't she? Yeah, a million percent. Emma never settles, you know, like she'll, as much as she'll be pleased with what they did last year, now that's gone. Um, and now it's about a new season, new targets and, She's always striving to be the best and to make Chelsea be the best. And, you know, their Champions League final um, heartache last year is going to spur them on this year. I think they're going to go again. I think they're going to get in the final again. You know, I think they're going to carry on pushing. Um, But yeah, they're going to use that from last year to spur them on. But it's a clean slate for Chelsea. And um, yeah, they're going to go up again, I think, this year. Manchester City are going to have something to say about that, though, aren't they? Yeah, million, million percent. Um, Obviously, they're, they're... They're always up there, you know, Man City. They're, they're such a tough team to break down. I think it was, um, it really hit them last year, obviously, with Chloe Kelly with her injury. Um, I think she was a huge loss for them, too. Mm. Um, but yeah, they've obviously signed Hayley Rasso, uh, Milana Kennedy as well, and they're going to have strengthened. And also, their manager as well, Gareth, he's, he's got a season under his belt, you know, I and mean, he's going to have learnt a lot last year, too. So, of course, I can see them being up there fighting for it as well. How are Leicester City going to do in their first WSL season after after promotion? They seem to have been pretty busy. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of movement um, there. Obviously, Jess Sigsworth um, is a huge player for them coming in. But I feel like with them, they have to really learn from um, from Aston Villa as well. Um, it's, it's, it's really difficult to come into our league. Like, I know from coming from Chelsea to West Ham that first season, as much as obviously... West Ham had jumped a couple of divisions. Like we was a brand new team, and it's it was so hard after playing Chelsea with players that I've played with for years and years, and you build that relationship up to then be a team that's come up to the league. You've got playing with new players. You've got the pressure as well of staying in the league, um, and also then you don't just want to stay in the league. You want to actually have a good season, and people will be like, "Whoa, they're they're doing really well." So I think they should really like look at Aston Villa what they did last year and. Mm. First and foremost, just secure their safety in the league. That's the main thing. Three more teams to go through. Uh, Manchester United under Mark Skinner. Um, this one passed me by, by the way. I didn't realise that Aoife Mannion had uh, crossed the divide from Manchester City. She's obviously had her injury problems. But what's Mark going to want to do with Manchester United this season? I think if you look at what he did um, at Birmingham, like Birmingham were up there. They were competing for Champions League spots when he was there. Um, and I think he's obviously going in now. He's, he's going to have a bigger budget. Um, he's going to have players that naturally will want to go and play for Man United, like the size of the club, you know. And but comes with that is added pressure and expectations. Um, for me, the, the signing of Hannah Blundell is is massive for them. I've been a, a great fan of Hannah. Yeah. Um, obviously played with her at Chelsea, and to see her sitting on the bench the past few seasons due to no fault of her own. 
for her now to be able to go and play, show week in, week out what she's capable of. Like, there's no reason why she can't be pushing back into that England team too. So I think with him, you're going to have an organised team, you're going to have a disciplined team, but you're going to have teams that are going to fight, they're going to compete. Um, and yeah, they, 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 they should be winning up there. Do you know what I mean? They should be up there fighting with the club that they are. They're going to have the expectations and the pressure as well. So it'd be interesting to see how players cope with that too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and just finally, Reading and uh, and Tottenham. Reading under Kelly Chambers, always pretty solid. Um, they've brought uh, Tash Dowie from AC Milan, Gemma Evans from, from Bristol City. How are they going to get on this season? Yeah, well, I, I watched an interview with um, Kelly that she'd done the other day and obviously they spoke about last season. She said that obviously consistency was the one thing that they lacked, obviously, for us, we had a, a great result against them, 5-0. Um, but they they weren't like the Reading of old. The Reading of old were really organised and disciplined and, and, and fought a lot, whereas that Reading in that game were very open and expansive and there was a lot of gaps, which isn't normally like a Kelly Chambers side. Um, but, yeah, she's obviously said one thing that she lacked was a goal scorer and she's got Tash Dowie. You know, she's a, a traditional number nine box goal scorer. You know, she stays inside the six-shot box. She's a a finisher, a proven finisher. So I think she'll be a huge signing for them this year. And then just finally, Tottenham under Rianne Skinner, first full season uh, for her in charge. And there's been a lot of movement at Spurs this season. Yeah, a lot. Um, a lot of uh, outgoings and incomings. And um, yeah, I spoke to obviously Becky Spencer on one of the media shoots. Um, and she said, like, it's exciting times there. Like, obviously I think change can sometimes be really good. Um, but again, it's, making sure that players settle in quickly, they get used to the system, they get used to each other. And obviously it's, um, it is hard. It's hard to come into our league. So I can see them um, in and around their fighting. Um, but obviously I don't want them to do better than us. <laughs> <laughs> well, we look forward to, to seeing that uh, contest later on in the season for sure. Uh, right, you are listening to Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2. I'm Faker Ruthers. Uh, you're hearing the voice there of West Ham captain Jilly Flaherty as well. Next up, we're going to be rounding up the opening weekend of the Championship, talking Champions League, some other big stories uh, from around, as well as speaking uh, to the FA's director of the women's professional game, Kelly Simmons. <laughs> This is Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2, the UK's only national radio show dedicated to women's football. I'm Faker Others and alongside me, Jilly Flaherty. And we have talked for far too long, uh, West Ham captain, because uh, we're running out of time and we need to hear ahead of the start of the new FAWSL campaign uh, from Kelly Simmons, the FA's director of the women's professional game. Producer Flo spoke to her and asked her what fans can look forward to seeing this season. Two things. I think the new broadcast partnership with Sky and BBC gives us the opportunity to have you know, some of the biggest audiences in, in British sport. Uh, and it's a huge opportunity, I think, for the Women's Super League and promoting the game. And then, of course, it's fantastic to have fans back. You know, I know uh, I speak on behalf of all the clubs to say that uh, we're absolutely thrilled that fans are able to uh, to come back and uh, get behind our sport. Absolutely. Cannot wait for fans to be back in stadiums watching women's football. And listen, it was a really lovely interview uh, with Kelly Simmons and we have more of it uh, for you on Monday's show. We're live on TalkSport 2 from 7pm next week. That's our new time slot. But we need to rattle through the Championship's opening weekend uh, results. I'm sure many of you have seen them already, but Durham were 2-1 winners over uh, Newcomers Watford, Crystal Palace, cracking game against Bristol City, who were relegated last season. 
uh, winning 4-3 in the end. Sunderland, also newcomers, beat Coventry United away from home 1-0. Blackburn Rovers 2-0 winners over Sheffield United. London City Lionesses, as we discussed earlier, uh, beat Matt Beards Liverpool by a goal to nil. And of course, Charlton Lewis had to be postponed because of COVID issues as well. There were also Champions League qualifier first legs. Arsenal beat Slavia Prague 3-0 in the first leg of their Champions League qualifier with goals from Nikita Paris and Kim Little. Uh, Manchester City drew one all away at Real Madrid and both clubs are going to be playing their second legs next Wednesday. So we'll preview those on our Monday show. Um, some other news around which I found very, very interesting. Republic of Ireland men's and women's teams uh, have agreed an equal pay agreement with the FAI. Uh, so the men's squad have agreed to reduce their international fees with the FAI matching their contribution to make sure that the senior women's team match fee is increased and all male and female players receive the same match fee from the September international window onwards, um, which is excellent excellent work. Um, we'll hear more on that at some point. Uh, men's captain Seamus Coleman said it's a great day for Irish football whereas uh, Republic of Ireland women's captain Katie McCabe who we heard from earlier on and she helped broker that deal um, also absolutely delighted with that. Um, what we do need to discuss very quickly uh, Jilly before we go off air is Kim Little's retirement from international football. 140 caps, 59 goals for Scotland and of course an Olympics uh, appearance as well for her water player yeah i mean i completely missed the announcement i've not been on my phone for a few hours and um yeah it's just it's a huge i think it's a huge shame for scotland to be honest with you she's a a massive player for them she's been a huge player for them um since she got involved and she's she's their captain you know their leader their legend and um yeah it'd be a shame for for everyone in scotland that she's no longer playing yeah, it will indeed. Listen, normally we go much more in depth with all those key stories, but because we're previewing the WSL with two massive games on the TalkSport network uh, this weekend, we wanted to make sure that we covered every team enough in depth and brought you all the interesting interviews as well. But don't forget, Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2 is the place to come for all your women's football uh, news. And we will go in depth with those stories more as the season progresses. But Jilly, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me on as always, Faye. Always, and good luck for the weekend as well. Look forward to seeing what West Ham can do. Uh, thank you to all our guests, Carla Ward, Jilly Flaherty, Kelly Simmons, all the WSL players who chatted to us, producer Flo, and of course, all of you as ever for listening. Don't forget, I remind you every week, if you miss any of the show, you can download the Women's Football Weekly podcast via the TalkSport app. And just a reminder, we will be live on TalkSport 2 in our usual Monday night slot, but this season... It will be at the slightly later time of 7 until 8 p.m. So we look forward to chatting to you all then. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. 
Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.